2: It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard garden or oh barn you've done it right you see it got the help
3: that you need it Zamzo's really makes you want to come home I'm coming home cuz nobody knows like Zamzo's It's the nobody knows like Zamzo's garden show on News Talk KBOI To be a part of the show, call now 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like ZAMZO's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI.
4: How's it going, everybody? This is the ZAMZO's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I am so excited to be live in studio once again with you. Here on a beautiful Saturday. It is, uh, it was a little bit rainy last night. It looks like the, we're gonna have a little bit of rain later on through the weekend. Uh, but it sure was a beautiful drive coming in from Nampa, uh, here into Boise, uh, getting to see all that, uh, nice green hills of the foothills back there. Man, it's just, just absolutely beautiful. And, uh, it's a great day to get work done out in the yard because it's cooler, which is always nice. It's not gonna get all hot. Um, and there'll be plenty of stuff to do. So we're going to talk about some of those things that you can do out in the lawn and garden today. Um, but if you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk about anything that you might be having going on out in your lawn or your garden with your trees, your shrubs, whatever it may be. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or one 800 529 kboy We actually already have a phone call. Um, So let's go ahead and talk to Nick in Boise. Nick, how's it going? How can I help you today?
3: Oh hey I have a suggestion for you. Okay. Uh on one of your products. Okay. Uh it's Ultra. Yeah. Which I happen to think is a great product. I mean it works really well. Matter of fact it'll even uh it won't kill it but it'll knock the car out of uh uh morning glory.
4: Yeah, that's uh, you know it uh, it it's a good one. So uh, is that what your suggestion is, or am I cutting you off? Sorry.
3: No, my suggestion is is that you put some color in it.
4: Oh yeah. Because yeah.
3: It, because when you use it, you can't tell. Yeah, whether you're just watering your <laughs> whether you're just watering your lawn or you're actually <laughs> yeah. applying the product.
4: Well, we do have we do have the surfactant. We have a uh, is a product called Stay Put. It does have a little dye that you can add to it, um, and actually we have looked into that, Nick, over the years. It is one of those things that we we have looked into, um, and the 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 I don't know. The right, and the nice way to say it. The reason the manufacturers have told us that they can't get the dye in there is because of all the other mixing things and whatnot and doodads and all that technical stuff. They say that they can't put a dye into the concentrate, um, which is oh God, you know it's they, it's
3: they could put a couple of drops of food color. You in would there think you would think stuff.
4: that they could, but uh, yeah, we've we've tried for a number of years to get it into the concentrate. Um, which we have been unsuccessful with, but there is, um, you can grab that bottle of stay put with the marker dye in it, or you can just get the marker dye yourself. You do want to make sure that it's, uh, you don't want it's not like a general, like a regular food coloring. It is actually a dye that is meant to, uh, be okay to use out in the you know on plants and things like that and it does break down very quickly um but it does work i actually used some of it uh just the other night i was spraying uh some grass underneath a tree i wasn't using ultra but i was using something else because we putting in a uh doing some bed work underneath a tree in my backyard and uh, wanted to kill some grass underneath there and uh yeah,
3: but you can't you can't was, get it into the ultra bottle
4: Oh, are you There's talking no. about? Oh, you're talking about like the con the the ready to use stuff. I guess. Okay, yeah. So the ready to use, and I, yeah, I don't know about that. I will have to look into it. I mean, it's one of those things. Like I, you know, we'd love to make that take that step out of those sort of things, but we're kind of at the mercy of the people who are bottling it and doing all that stuff for us, and they have okay. a lot of regulations that they got to go through. And you know, it's something we always we we're always trying to figure out but yeah if you're getting the concentrate and you mix it up in your own bottle we've got that marker dye that you can get to add to it and it's re- it's really helpful uh I
3: didn't know there was a concentrate
4: Oh well there you go so yeah if you if you like Ultra and it's working great for you get the concentrate get that uh uh get your own sprayer and then you can add that oh, yeah. marker dye to it um and uh you can go from it that way. Now, and you said okay. you've been uh, I I'll tell you I've had I've I think morning glory or bindweed's been kind of like the bane of my existence uh for a number of years. It's one of the tougher weeds to control and it certainly knocks it down. I'll just give you a little tip that I've found. I actually started using a different product on per- specifically for the the morning glory or bindweed uh called uh Brush and Vine Killer, which is still safe for the lawn. Um, but what I, what you'll find with this one is it's a little bit slower and I think there's something to that chemical being a little bit slower on the bindweed, um, that seems to, uh, just kind of control it a little better. At least that's what I've been finding. So if you're you're really having a hard time with that, uh, bindweed, uh, get that, uh, try that brush and vine killer or another one, if you've got uh, an area where it's coming in that doesn't have any other plants in it. Uh, another one i've started using for those areas uh that is a non-selective herbicide is called decimate and i really like that one um
0: so <laughs>
3: that's <a great>
4: name. <laughs> yes it does and it's a it's a really good uh really good weed killer non-selective weed killer that's a great alternative to something like roundup so uh that's and the one
3: now they can just make one call annihilate.
4: Yeah, there you, know? you go. If we just had yeah, if we just had annihilate and it just did everything, that uh, we'd, we'd be we'd be on to something, right? All right. Thanks. You bet. Have a great day. Appreciate the call, Nick. Good luck with the, the, the morning glory. That stuff is uh is always difficult to control. I think it is my I'm gonna say it's my least favorite plan. Well, maybe that or a goat head might be either one of those two I think are my least favorite plants to deal with when it comes to weeds in the lawn. <clears throat> All right, if you would like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. Today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, you know, getting this weather. I can't, you know, I can't really complain uh, about having a little bit of cooler temperature, having some rain. We know, you know, we need that water. Um, but we do, we are put it, we are kind of in prime conditions for some fungus. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, uh, here in a little bit, but let's go ahead and talk to, we've got another phone call from Gary and Emmett. Gary, how's it going? How can I help you today?
0: Yes. Uh, you mentioned a few weeks ago about sulfur on maple trees, how maple trees have to have sulfur. Yeah. Well, I have two of them. They're around 92 inches in circumference.
4: Oh, it is a big one.
0: Uh, yeah, and I was wondering, you said something like, one time in the year they'll take sulfur and other times they won't.
4: Uh, well, om- almost. So they, uh, well, they'll, they'll take um, iron up in the tree once a year. Uh, when they first wake up in the spring, they're going to take that iron up at that time. So that's the, 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 the nutrient that it needs at that time. Sulfur is a major component in that because if our, a lot of places we have higher pH and that high pH starts to lock up a lot of nutrients and makes them unavailable. So you could have the, all the nutrients that a tree needs in the soil, but if the pH gets too high, it doesn't matter. They get locked up. They get locked up into the soil and the trees can't use them. So the sulfur lowers the pH and releases those nutrients and makes them available for the tree. Maples in particular like um, not just not just need those nutrients. They also tend to like a, uh, a more acidic soil than we tend to have here in the Treasure Valley. Now, you've got some established trees, it sounds like. Are you noticing any issues with the leaves Particularly, are you noticing iron chlorosis? Are the leaves turning yellow on you, or does it seem to be doing okay?
0: Well, one of them looks a little on the peaked side sometimes, yeah. and be uh, dead dead limbs in the tree. Mm. And uh, I had them pruned here a couple about a year ago.
4: Yeah,
0: I had to, and so what's left is has got all green mostly.
4: Okay. Yeah, so you know like an established tree that's been there for a while, um probably a different variety. See, what I typically find is like some of the newer varieties like your red maples, uh, Acer rubrum's, Acer debras. Um there's a couple others uh the I, that I'm I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh but our Norway maples, that's another one. Uh those those varieties will tend to have struggle with iron chlorosis, particularly in their first like 10 years here in the Valley or even out in Emmett. Um, so those trees tend to need a little bit more help, particularly with that sulfur, a little the pH and some added iron. If your tree's generally looking okay, I don't think you're going to have to really do a whole lot to it. You know, feed it once or twice a, a year with thrive and you're probably good to go.
0: Okay. Well, they're looking better this year. It I'm might good. be the all the rain we're getting. Yeah. And, but uh that goat head issue uh <laughs> I can really tell that I used it one time on my uh, goat head garden out here.
4: <laughs> sure.
0: And it really it really knocks it for a loop.
4: Yeah. It yeah, that's the, and that's the one the for goat heads, that ultra is just dynamite because it kills them it's fast. So it's like the opposite of the other thing I was talking about. On a goat head, you want to burn that foliage down, you want to kill it as quickly as possible so it doesn't go to seed. Um and that ultra is just tremendous for that one.
0: Yeah, well I what I did is I mowed the flowers off with the mower. Yeah. And I applied the ultra. Okay. Thinking it would penetrate faster that way. Yeah. And it worked.
4: Yeah, very good. That's awesome. Well, thanks for the call, Gary. I appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI.
3: The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on
0: Newstalk KBOI.
2: Hi, this is Jim Zamsel, and with Monday, May 30th being Memorial Day, Zamzo's is having a propane sale at 50 cents off per gallon. We've joined with our supplier, Ed Stobbinson's, to lower our price another 50 cents a gallon. Bring in your RV, motor home, camper, or the tank from your barbecue, and let us fill it for you, and save 50 cents a gallon off our regular low price. Now through Monday at 7 p.m. only. You may not realize it, but Zamzo's is one of the largest propane dealers in the Treasure Valley. Not only do we offer tank exchanges for barbecues, but we can fill almost any tank, large or small. There's little or no waiting, and we do it for you. So if you're planning a camping trip or a family barbecue, make sure you've got plenty of fuel. Stop by any Zamzo's and save 50 cents a gallon now through Memorial Day at all 13 Zamzo's. Because since 1933, when it comes to helping fuel the Treasure Valley... Nobody
3: knows like Sam's old.
2: Meet Shellman,
4: live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. We've had some uh, calls already today, which is fantastic. I love getting a chance to talk to you folks. If you want to be a part of the show, please give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Those phone lines are open. We will take your calls, answer your questions. We got a phone call during the break from Steve. Steve, how's it going? How can we help you today?
3: Yes, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, you bet. I caught the, I caught the tail end of your talk about the morning glory or the sweet vine, whatever that thing's called. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it in my lawn as much as I get it in my boxwoods and I haven't figured out how to kill it in my shrubs.
4: Oh, in the boxwoods. Yeah. Amongst the shrubs. And that's one of the, that's one of the hardest places to get rid of it. Um, what I would do, uh, Steve is you're going to want to look for a product that we've got called, uh, stump and vine killer. Um, oh, it's okay. okay. It's a product that it comes in a small bottle. It's a very, um, it's a pretty strong, uh, it's a pretty strong weed killer. Um, but the way you use it is it comes with like a little, uh, paintbrush in the bottle. And what you'll want to okay. do is, you know, get that stuff down as low as you can to the ground, let it come back in. As soon as you see some of those leaves painted on that, those leaves, it's a Intense. You got to get in there and just get it on there. Uh, or, you know, if it's still kind of connected to the ground, you can kind of pull it away. The main thing is it, it will kill other plants. Um, but if you can just concentrate it on the leaves of the bindweed... Uh, you can you can start to get it down. But you want to get that bindweed or the morning glory down to the ground as close as you can because the longer it is, the more that, pro- that chemical has to travel through the plant to get down to the root. So you want to get it down, pull it out, do whatever you need to, cut it uh, at the ground, let it come back, just a few new leaves, get it on there right at the gr- base, and that's going to get it down into that root a lot faster. And that's really what you want to do to make sure you're getting it getting it under control and then you just got to be persistent uh but yeah uh, the i mean the other side is just to spray willy-nilly and you know pull out the boxwoods at some point but uh yeah that's a that's a tough situation
3: it. Well, thank you. I've I battled up for years and haven't figured out how to do it, but that gives me a, a direction. I appreciate it.
4: Yeah, you and me both, Steve. Good luck. It's a t- it's, uh, it is a tough one. It is uh, one of my least favorite ones to deal with. I feel like the last couple years, switching up in some of those areas to that, uh, that weed beater, or uh, no, it's, that's not what I meant to say, it's um, Brush and Vine Killer, um, has worked a little bit better for me, at least I know a lot of folks are still using ultra and they're getting it controlled, but I, you know, I, I, maybe it's just my inconsistency or whatever. I've actually found that that product and the decimate, the decimate is, like I said, it's a non-selective. So you can't use it in the lawn. Uh, You can use the brush and vine killer or the brush killer in the lawn, but the other one you cannot. So just be aware of which one you're spraying and where And you can start to get that under control. But you got to be you got to just be persistent because those are it is one of the worst. (laughs) All right. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. Give me a call. 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the weather we've had. um, uh, You know, it was really nice for a lot of this week. We had some nice sunny days. Uh, I think I came home one day from work and thought, oh, my gosh, it's like 80. Uh, what happened? And then it came and went, got down to about 60 again today. So yeah, Idaho, right? Um, but what that uh, kind of made me start thinking about was, you know, when we get these rains and we get these dips in temperature – it is, uh those are the conditions that are favorable for a lot of diseases. And I think we're going to start seeing some of those popping up. If you haven't noticed, if you're noticing some uh discoloration in the lawn, you're noticing some discoloration on trees and shrubs. I haven't heard a lot of reports of a lot of bugs, Um heard a little bit about maybe some chinch bugs starting in lawns, uh, but not a lot of aphids really seem to be popping up. Not a lot of others. There's probably going to explode here at any day. Um, but, uh, the thing about a lot of your funguses is that there's a delayed effect. So right now, these are the conditions where the fungus and the the diseases really get into things. They won't show up for a couple of days though. They might not show up for five to 10 days, depending on the different diseases. There's a lot of them that we tend can tend to deal with. Um, so we want to make sure that we're doing something. Today is a great day. And actually this morning, before the rains come back this afternoon, I think they're supposed to be showing up again uh later this evening, around six, I believe is what I saw. Um, we can actually do some preventative controls right now. So um a couple of things I want to just kind of alert you to. Um red leafed plants. So if you've got like a red leafed maple, you've got um uh lupins those are another one peonies uh anything that's susceptible to powdery mildew for some reason those red leafed plants tend to be uh uh very susceptible uh to powdery mildew along with like your like I mentioned your lupins and your peonies uh your hostas can kind of get some of it um there's a there's just a lot of plants that can get it uh right now today is a great day to spray preventatively, because the thing about powdery mildew is that when we see the disease, once you actually see the powdery stuff on the leaves, that is actually the end of the fungus's life cycle. It's actually spreading and doing its things kind of right now, I would imagine, uh, right now. And it's just, it's kind of invisible. You don't see it happening. But then as it gets a little bit further into its life cycle, that's when it blooms and you get that powdery stuff on the leaves of your plants. So spraying with, uh, copper today should and will prevent a lot of that powdery mildew from showing up in your, uh, in your plants that are susceptible to powdery mildew. Um, so it's a great idea to go do that today. While you're at it, you can also, um, if you've got apple trees or hawthorns or pears, um even your roses spray those with that copper as well because you've got a couple of different diseases um you know this is also prime we've talked about it i believe last week prime conditions for fire blight in uh you know i haven't noticed much driving around seeing any signs of, of it uh which is good but because we've got that dip in temperature and this moisture uh, you want to spray that stuff before you see the damage. That's the big key to controlling diseases. That you got to spray before you see it. So get that copper. Head on down to Zamzos, Grab some copper uh, fungicide spray and uh, and and get those plants taken care of. It 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 will it, just one application will usually control it. You know it'll get you through this weekend, and then we're going to be back into some warmer temperatures, and you can prevent a lot of that. Uh, from ever even showing up. It's going to save you a lot of time and a lot of extra effort and money going into summer because we don't want to deal with that stuff once it gets hot. And if I know Idaho, uh, it will get hot at some point. (laughs) It's going to get hot, right? Um, And it always seems to just kind of show up. All of a sudden, bam, it's 90 degrees. Spring's over. It's summer, everybody. Uh, So definitely go take care of those things that you might have there's a couple other things that we uh we can talk about when it comes to diseases uh like i, I think i mentioned I, I saw some pictures of some lawns uh in our facebook group that i am pro- i you know, it's tough to always tell from a picture but uh just based on the timing and what we're seeing i'm going to guess that uh we're seeing a lot of that disease and it's going to start showing up so if we can get some preventative on now's a great time to do it Uh, particularly for the lawn, uh, right now we could be, uh, seeing, you might start to see some red thread, um, which is pretty rare in the spring this time of year, but because of those temperature dips, red thread could show up. That one's not very difficult to deal with. Usually it'll go away on its own. Same with rust. Those, those, that, that one will go away. Uh, through mowing and fertilization and those aren't the ones we're really worried about the ones we're worried about are things like dollar spot we're worried about leaf blight those are diseases that can get into the lawn uh, and really wreck shop they can kill and do some serious damage uh, looks like we're just about time for another break so we're going to go ahead and do that if you'd like to be a part of the show I would love to talk to you, answer any questions you might have give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI
1: the Zamzo's Garden Show will be back, right here on Newstalk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and a lot of customers have been telling us that they have some stubborn weeds that just won't go away no matter what they do. At Zamzo's, we typically focus on natural solutions, but sometimes you need to bring out the big guns, Zamzo's Ultra. You see, Zamzo's Ultra contains four of the most effective weed killers ever created that each attack weeds in their own way. So if one won't get them, the others will. That makes Ultra one of the most powerful broadleaf weed killers that you can buy. Plus, Zamzo's Ultra works in hours, not days. You can reseed your lawn in just two weeks after application, and Zamzo's Ultra kills the weeds, but won't harm your grass. So if you've got stubborn weeds in your lawn that won't go away no matter what you do, give them the ultimate solution. Zamzo's Ultra. Available as an economical concentrate or a convenient ready-to-use spray. Because since 1933, when it comes to making even stubborn weeds go away.
3: Nobody knows like Zanzo's.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we
0: are our news talk on KDOI.
4: All right, we are back for part three. I believe it's part three. Yeah, 1134 part 3 of the Host Garden Show. I'm your host Nolan Guthrie and I am live in studio. I'd love to talk to you. We've had some great phone calls today already and uh, let's see if we can keep that going. Let me know what you got going on in the lawn and garden, uh if you've got any issues that you're dealing with or honestly if you, you know, just I'd love to hear what you're planting. Uh what do you got going on? Uh I'd like hearing about that stuff as well. So give me a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So, as I was mentioning in the last segment, we've had uh, the, you know, the weather has just been up and down all spring. And it seems like it's the first time we've had a spring in a number of years where we've had this much uh, weather back and forth, up and down. Um, and, and it just tends to cause some issues, some things that we don't see every year. And disease is one of those things that, you know, we see a lot of, you know, uh, leaf blight in the lawn. A lot of years, that's something that's pretty consistent. Uh, But there's a handful of others that we want to deal with. Powdery mildew is a big one. Black spot on your roses and other things can be a big one. And the other thing that happens with the rain, it's not a disease, but a lot of times when you get a lot of rain, you might start seeing slugs on your hostas and things like that. So there's a lot of things we can do to take care of those things. And what I really want you to do, if you can or if you think about it, Get some copper, spray some of your plants that tend to be more prone to things like powdery mildew, um, leaf blight, black spot, any of that sort of stuff. There's a lot of them out there. If you've had a lawn that's dealt with disease or you're not too sure, now today is a great time to apply uh, a granular disease control that we have in the store. It's in the big pink bag. Uh, and it works great. We'll do it. It's going to be better as a prevention. Uh, some people might already see it, and prevention is better. Duff part is with a lot of times with disease, you don't know it's, it's going to happen, and uh, so you have you end up being on the other side of it, where you got to treat for it, and that's always a lot more difficult. So if you're not seeing anything right now, just know that these are the conditions that are very favorable for those diseases. And uh, an ounce of prevention goes a long, long way. So go consider those things as you're working on the lawn today. And it looks like we got a phone call. Come in. Let's go ahead and talk to Rick in Boise. Rick, how's it going? How can I help you today?
3: It's going good. I was curious when you're talking about putting the fungicide down. I had bought at your store the the hose end bottle where you hook it up. Yes, Uh uh-huh. Would that be okay to yes, do yes.
4: It before it rains? A- absolutely. Yep. That one, I believe. Uh, if I'm thinking of the right one, I think it's called Infuse. Um, yeah, that's
0: the one I have.
4: Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a that's a, um, It's the same. I believe it's the same chemical that's in the bag. So it's totally uh, the same sort of mode of control uh just a different application method but absolutely if you've got it i would uh today's a, g- a great day to get that on there and that one works systemically so you want to get it on there well in advance so it starts to do its thing and protects that lawn
3: and so if it rains all day all night and tomorrow it isn't going to dilute it out but- uh
4: no not at all that's actually, that's totally fine uh that one that particular chemical is a systemic uh, form of control uh, so some yeah. water is only going to help it get into the lawn faster.
3: Okay. That sounds good.
4: Yeah. Good luck with the lawn there, uh, Rick. I appreciate the call. And, uh, and that's a very good one. We've got another one that I've used um, or I, I've tested a little bit uh, called Revitalize. And that's another one. Uh, this one seems to be a little bit different in that it does a good job after the fact uh, as well. So, um, particularly for powdery mildew. It's supposed to be very good for powdery mildew before or after you see that. So that's one to keep in mind. If you've had issues with powdery mildew in some of your plants in the past, that's a good one to consider. The other thing um, I'll just bring up uh, are mushrooms. This is, uh, again, because uh, you know, because of the weather, uh, you may start to see some mushrooms pop up in the lawn, around the, uh, you know, in different areas. Uh, of the uh, of the landscape and uh, for in a lot of cases it's totally normal to see mushrooms doesn't mean anything's wrong in most cases you're not going to be able to do a whole lot for them there are very few times where we really need to worry about mushrooms there was the uh, reports of the death cap mushroom showing up a little bit in boise have not heard anything else about that But it seems to be fairly isolated. What from what I read, it was fairly isolated. It looks like they were looking into it pretty heavily. Um, And if you, you know, it is something you should be aware of. You want to be just have it in the back of your mind and think about it. But do a little bit of research. uh, Look it up. The main thing is don't eat mushrooms out of your lawn. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. Like I, I, I've talked a lot about. I think my my desire to. Uh Hunt morels and uh those are very specific mushrooms. they have a very specific look uh you know you can tell that it's a morel and it can't be anything else. Mushrooms that pop up in your lawn don't eat them ever they're just they're not dangerous, but well, I mean potentially they could be you know you just don't it's not worth an upset stomach or other issues so don't eat mushrooms that show up in your lawn. If you do see them, um, you know, I've got a, a, a new puppy. Um, I keep saying she's a puppy. She's getting close to a year now, actually, which kind of blows my mind that I've had a, well, I guess I haven't had her for a year, but she's almost a year old. Um, but she's still very much a puppy. And I, you know, I she walks around and she's chomping on grass all the time. I'm sure if she saw a mushroom, she would absolutely chomp that up. So if you see them, it's a good idea to just, you know, as you're walking around the lawn, Um, I just go around and I just kick them down, you know, kick them down, mow them, pick them up with a bag or something like that uh, and and toss them in the garbage. It's not going to stop them forever from coming back, but you just get them out of there because, you know, if your dog ate enough of them, they would certainly get an upset stomach. And it's not something we want to deal with. So just do that. Take care of them. There aren't really any products that you can use that will get rid of them. Uh, and it's not necessarily something that's wrong with the lawn. It's just something that shows up. It's going to show up from time to time and, uh, they'll go away once it starts to warm up and those areas dry out. So, uh, let's see anything else about diseases that we want to talk about. I think I've covered everything there. So let's move on to something else. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Here's another one that you should be thinking about. If you've got fruit trees, you should be spraying your fruit trees now for bugs, particularly your cherries, uh, your apples and pears. should be spraying those right now. Uh, Your western fruit fly uh, is going to be getting into those cherries, so right now is a great time to start spraying the cherries and codling moths are already going to be active or soon to be active, and you should start spraying for them as well. The good news is you can use the same product on either of them, so if you've got both of those types of trees like I do, I have apples and pears and a cherry tree in my backyard, you only need one product, and you're going to use our Zamzo's last call. It's an organic insecticide, works on a lot of different things, and it is great at controlling the western fruit fly and your uh, codling moss. So go grab a bottle of that and uh, start spraying. You're going to be spraying that about every 7 to 10 days on your fruit trees through June into July, typically. If you've got peach trees, you've got a little bit of time before you really need to start spraying, but we're not too far off. So if, you're gonna, if you've got those types of trees in the lawn or in the, in the backyard orchard, uh, I'd go ahead and just start spraying all of them with that last call. Uh, it's, like I said, it's organic. You can spray it on any of those trees. It's going to pretty much control all of the borers and the chewing and sucking insects that want to eat your fruit before you do. And it'll take care of them real well. So grab a bottle of that, start spraying. Today's a great day to do it. Um, you will want it probably, like I said, stick to that seven to 10 day schedule. If you can get it on this morning before those rains come, it needs about, probably four or five hours to dry on the leaves for it to have the most effect. So if you're going to, if you can't get to it till a little bit later, probably going to want to wait till these rains pass, get it sprayed early next week and, uh, and you'll be in good shape because if you get it too close to that rain, unfortunately it's just going to wash it all right off. So if you can get out there and get it on here in the next hour or two, you'll be, uh, looking pretty and uh, keeping those bugs out of your fruit trees, which is great because we don't want them to eat them before us. we got other things to worry about, not bugs eating our stuff. Okay, um, looks like sounds like we're going to go ahead and hit another break. We'll be right back for one more segment of the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI.
3: The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here
2: on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo. And if you're on the Zamzo's Lawn Program, it's time to apply Step 2 which is your second application of Zamzo's Lawn Food in our five-step program. Many of you are probably thinking, second application? I haven't put down anything on my lawn yet. Which means once the hot weather hits, your lawn's gonna run completely out of fuel. But Zamzo's has two easy solutions. The best one is to sign up for our five-step Zamsel's Lawn Program and start now, and then combine steps two and three and be completely caught up by the 4th of July. The other approach is to simply buy Zamzo's Lawn Food by the bag and apply it right now. You don't have to sign up for the program to use our fertilizer, and one application of Zamzo's Lawn Food applied to a hungry lawn will work wonders and makes it look like you never missed a beat. So don't let your lawn run out of fuel. Feed it now the safe and natural way with Zamzo's Lawn Food.
3: Nobody knows like Zamzo's.
2: The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from
3: 1 to 3 on News Talk KBOI.
4: All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, I'm going to just apologize because uh, I'm having a little bit of a hard time with my headphones. Let's see if we can have to hold it like that. And now I can hear myself. Okay. We'll get through it. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, maybe I'll be able to hear your call. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. We've had some fantastic calls today. I've been talking about dealing with diseases in the lawn and the garden and the trees and the shrubs. Lots of conditions favorable for the spread of those things. And if you can get some uh, advanced protection on those, you'll be in good shape. Protect your plants from some of those crummy diseases. That they will tend to deal with. A Couple of the things I wanted to talk about today. Uh, again, uh, you know, just uh, just kind of the that old song with the weather being cool, being wet. Got a lot of uh, times, you know, if you've gotten your garden in, never fear. If you haven't, you still got plenty of time to get your garden planted. But a lot of times, if you've planted, you know, early or you know, closer to that last frost date, you get to this time of year, um, <coughs> and especially. If you've planted early uh, and then we get this cold temperature, you might be wondering why nothing is growing, why the plants you have put in the ground aren't doing much. And that's really just just based on temperature. It's not something really to worry about long term. It's going to turn around. It's going to start warming up and your plants before you know it will uh, be exploding with growth. But there's a couple of things you can do right now to get it prepared for that. Um, one thing you don't want to do right now is be too early with a mulch. You know, a mulch is a great idea. Uh, using something like some hay or some extra compost, uh, around your plants can do a lot for controlling weeds and it ends up feeding those plants as that stuff decomposes. But you don't want to be too early with it. You want to make sure that that soil is able to absorb that sunlight and absorb that, that heat. And that heat is going to warm that soil up, warm the roots of the plants up. And that's what's something that's going to really start kicking them into gear once the temperatures start to rise up. So wait on your mulch just a little bit. Keep pulling those weeds by hand. Keep those weeds under control. And it's a great idea to go ahead and give it a little bit of fertilizer. Something like uh, tomato boom is a great one to side dress with. Uh, if you've got something like our Nutri-Rich or some of those other organic natural-based fertilizers, you want to have those on early because those take, take time to break down and become available to those plants. So now is a great time to do some side dressing, get that stuff on the ground so that you can uh, take care of those plants Well, as they really start to grow up. They will have that nutrient ready for them to take in. Um, I t- mentioned it a little bit towards the end of last week's show, but I kind of ran out of time, but I was going to mention, I'll mention it here. Um, started doing a little bit of a pro- little project with Jim. Well, I shouldn't say I'm doing the project with Jim. I am just the purveyor of the information <laughs> to Jim's project where he's trying to grow a big tomato. Again, he's got a big, huge tomato cage. He's going to try to grow something up to 20 feet. He's got a sweet 100 tomato. He is named Friday, and uh, he's sending me updates uh, on his uh, tomato uh, weekly. And you can find that at zamzos.com. There's a banner just below. As you scroll down just a little bit, there's a banner. You can click on that. It goes to the updates Jim has been sending me. You can also find links to that on our Facebook and Instagram uh, sites. And uh, and check that out. But what Jim did for Friday this week was he uh, tilled in some compost and tomato boom around the tomato, not at the base of the tomato. He put it around the tomato, probably about, oh, a couple feet out from the tomato. And that's to prepare that tomato. As it starts to get taller, those roots are going to be sent out away from the plant. He put that food out around it. So as it breaks down and becomes available and those roots come out, they're going to run into that food and they're going to have plenty of stuff to eat and uh, it's going to help him reach that 20 foot. So keep a, keep that in mind. It should be a lot of fun. It'll be really exciting to see how tall Jim can get it. Um, and we might even do a little guessing game to see when the first tomato shows up, um, which should be a lot of fun. Looks like we got a phone call from Charlie in Boise. Charlie, how's it going? How can I help you today?
0: Hi, it's going good. I got a problem, and it was re- you reminded me of it when you are talking about how wet it's been and mushrooms and so forth. My front yard is already starting to get pretty dry, and it gets dried out every summer, and I put a lot of water on it, and it's still pretty dried out. My neighbor right beside my front yard has four probably 100-foot tall or maybe 75-feet tall pine trees,
4: Mm
0: -hmm. and I've tried some different things, but it seems it's always getting dried out pretty bad. And I'm wondering if I could use
3: like soil aid on a lawn. Would that actually work, or is that not a good idea? Um, or is there something else that I could put on it.
4: Yeah, you, well, you're on the right track there, Charlie. Um, what I would do um, there's a, well, there's a couple of different things. So when you when it dries out, when you water the lawn, does the does the soil like pool up? Do you notice uh, pools of water, or does it just does it seem like it just drains really quickly?
0: it just drains
3: really quickly.
0: Okay. Um
4: so what you really want to do is what you it sounds like what what you want to do is you want to get some more water retention. You want to get that water to last a little bit longer. And what I would do is uh is is get uh, I would get an aerator. Get a, rent an aerator from somebody like Tates and go over the lawn okay. with that aerator. And then what you want to do is get yourself a couple yards of compost, some sort of a manure compost, uh, just something that's a good, rich, organic matter. And go over the lawn with that compost. Spread it out like you were spreading bark in your flower beds, you know. Uh, but do mm-hmm. that after you've done the aeration. That compost will get down into those holes that you've made, and it's going to uh, just give you a ton of water holding capacity and really enrich that soil so that you can that water when you put it down it stays there for a longer amount of time the other thing i would recommend is if if you haven't is uh, apply humagreen uh, our product called humagreen apply that more often because humagreen also holds on to a lot of water and is very organic rich it has a lot of nutrients in it it has a lot of iron but it also holds on to a lot of water so apply humagreen on a regular basis and do that uh, aeration with the top dressing of compost, and that's going to really improve that soil so that when you water, you're going to be able to go longer amounts of time in between watering. It's going to really improve that soil.
0: So I've been using Humigreen, and you say regular. What would you feel as regular?
4: Monthly? <sighs> If, yeah, if you're having that much of a problem, I would – well, I maybe not monthly, but every time uh, you would fertilize. So, like, we generally recommend five fertilizations or five feedings a year, one yeah. of those being huma so, green.
3: Those are regular series, yep, yeah. Yeah, on our
4: lawn program. I would just add humigreen. green either at – you still have to fertilize to keep the grass alive. It still needs that nutrition. So, adding yeah. humigreen green uh, with the fertilizations or every other fertilization uh, would be uh, – will give get more of it out there um the you know the truth with humic green is you can't really put too much out there i mean you can put too much all out all at once but you can do it on a very regular basis you could do it monthly i don't think you would have to go quite that much uh but at okay. least every every time you fertilize or every other time you fertilize and that will help tremendously uh just to get more of it out there but also consider that aeration that top dressing because that really can change up the soil quite quite drastically All right, thanks for that call, Charlie. I appreciate it. We are just about out of time here on the Zamzo's Garden Show. I appreciate all the calls, uh, and I appreciate you listening. It really uh, means a lot to me. And uh, get out there and enjoy the day before the rains come back. It's beautiful. Lots of stuff we can get done. I'll talk to you guys and gals in a little bit here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI.
1: Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and a few years ago, my dad, Jim Zamzo, invented a revolutionary product for tomatoes called Tomato Boom. Well, the name he chose just had that certain sound to it, like you should be saying it through an echo chamber, as in, Tomato Boom. Well, you know that got me thinking. Is tomato boom a noun, or is it a verb, as in what it does for the plant? Because when you place one cup of it in the planting hole of every tomato you plant, what happens next? Tomato Boom. Hey, that's kind of fun. So, what happens when you side dress every tomato you've planted every three weeks with half a cup of product? But the biggest payoff is when you taste the delicious, juicy, red ripe fruit right off the vine. There's only one thing you can say Was that a noun or was that a verb? I guess it doesn't matter, because just like a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, a tomato grown with my dad's famous food is always going to say,